All right. Well, it's the three of us here this episode. Gar is taking a couple weeks off. Paul this week is not available celebrating his mom's birthday. But I would I'm like sick. <laughs> and Lane's sick, but he's still here because he's a trooper. Yes, I am. Yep. Super trooper. I would like or to open troopers. this episode by sharing a meme with Emily that we worked on while we were waiting for you. Oh my gosh, you I'm curious as to what it is. <laughs> I think she's laughing so hard we can't even hear her. <laughs> I'm sorry, Jai. Oh my god. The, the fact that it just goes off the logo. Boyard Dabowski. Boyard Dabowski. Boyard Dabowski. Chef Boyard Dabowski. I love it. When oh, you eat his bad. soup, you'll go, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the, the, the Discord has been trying to do their own versions too. <laughs> I love the face you used on that one, though. <laughs> going off the logo. All right. Okay. My... Time to cue the roll call. Yeah. Oh. Connect. Loading. Broadcast. Perfect. Show running super savant. Level up. Bluecaster super Ichi. Loud and online. Greycaster Robolane. A spark of courage. The power of dreams. Orangecaster global soft perka. Casting, criticism, comedy, chaos! Radio Sentai Cast Ranger! On air! Welcome to Radio Sentai Cast Ranger, episode 439. Is it episode Mime Jr.? Nice. Oh, that's cool. Agaha and Rita. Oh, because they're both butterflies! I get it. <laughs> that's cute. <laughs> What's going on, everybody? I'm sick. I've been sick for the past few days, and I feel bad that sick I had to take time fuck. off work. But, but it's okay. I'm on the mend of getting better, and hopefully by Monday I should be fine. Take care of yourself, that's all. Oh, I, I've been doing my best. I've been, I've been playing the new Fortnite season, uh, Wilds, out now. I've been glued oh, hard to Zelda Tears of the Kingdom most of the week. Yeah, you guys don't know what I've been doing. I've been watching Clone Eye. That, that show I, 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 I sort of watched on TV when I was a teenager, but I didn't get it. I need to catch so. up. I, I didn't know the new season was out. I watched yes, on it's going to be Lice's birthday Sunday. Yeah, there are six episodes out now, actually. Sorry? Six episodes, okay. Six episodes out now. Okay. All right, well, I guess I'm, I'm doing that this weekend. First three, but not the, not the three that come after. All right, well, if you happen to be tuning in for the first time, thank you for joining us. We are a bunch of Toronto tokusatsu enthusiasts who get together every week to talk about Kamen Rider, Super Sentai, and a third thing. Oh yes, there is a tokusatsu suit in the upcoming Spider-Man 2 game, which is cool, but I'm more excited about those blue Assassin's Creed looking suits that are in there. Yeah, holy shit. <laughs> I, I hope they... 
they're not going to, and I'm kind of sad that they probably won't, but I hope they bring back all the previous costumes from the first game for, for Peter. Speaking of Spider-Man, like I saw Across the Spider-Verse last week, and I'm last weekend, and I'm not going to spoil anything, but holy fuck! Yeah, I'm seeing it this Sunday. I can't wait. Why? <laughs> because it was made by the same people. <laughs> I can't get the movie out of my head. I keep thinking about the thing at the end. I love, I love that, like they announced that the third one's gonna be like the final one because they're like we're tired oh so you know there's another one okay <laughs> yeah beyond the survivors yeah they, they announced it like years ago i i forgot about that but yeah the way the second one ends leading to the next one it's just, just uh, my brain is in fucking shambles about it so can we just say lord and i believe in lord and miller supremacy because they did both Clone High and Across the and and the Spider Verse movies. Oh, nice! And, and Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs and Twenty One Jump Street. Wow! So basically, they're they're like a duo of and Mitchell's versus the Machines. I still haven't seen. I apologize. But yeah, they've made an impact on a lot of people. Brought together a lot of talent and made a bunch of amazing characters shine. So you guys are probably not listening to this, but. Um, Lord and Miller, you guys are flipping awesome, and uh, we love your work. Oh, nice. All right, well, our topics for discussion this week are Kamen Rider Geats episode 38, King Oger episode 14, Ooh. and our feature topic is the Kamen Rider Punk Jack special. Yeah! Did you watch this one, Punk's Emily? No, I didn't. Oh. You watched the Punk Jack special? Oh. It's not very punk. Yeah. I'm not very punk. Oh. I mean, none of us are. I had to do it for win. Win's the best. Yeah, it's how you win. That's okay. All right, but before we get into that, we have some news stories to talk about, and there are some fucking doozies on the board this week. Let's talk about the first one. <laughs> yeah, let, we we all knew we had to get right into this first. Uh, Disney's doing nowhere. a fucking common rider belt of some sort. Imagination belt. <laughs> yep. Yesterday, you guys, I got a notification from Facebook yep. Messenger, and I went on there and I saw you you guys had tagged me in something, and that always makes me like excited and that you'd think of me, thinking, "What is this?" And it's freaking. Disney driver and the, the, the things are keys, the, the gimmick items are keys. It looks like the Disney vault. It's And I was on voice chat with somebody else, with Spectre. Shout out to Spectre, who is amazing. Um, uh, Just like streaming. No, we were playing Monster Hunter. And I basically could not function. I just <laughs> so wrote wait, down. I, you, yeah. you were on stream with someone? I, I yes I was. Um, oh, you gotta fu you gotta send me that clip. Yeah. No, no, it wasn't. It was not recorded. We were just oh. playing together. Okay. Oh, oh streamed over Discord. <laughs> yeah, over Discord. Okay. And okay. Just like was just like, I know this is so stupid, but I was like basically crying <laughs> because oh, it was. It's just like it's called the imagination. <laughs> well, if, if you guys don't know, Emily is like the biggest fucking disney fan that we know yeah like holy shit <laughs> and anything to and like also anything to do with transforming heroes whether it be magical girls or or tokusatsu and seeing that get combined 
and having it be an official item, not just something I made up because I used to make this stuff up all the time. <laughs> and I have entire transformation devices and form changes and stuff for a bunch of Disney themed transforming heroes when I was like. <laughs> Well, once again, once again, it seems like the companies who make the things we watch have stolen our ideas. No, I don't think so. I think they've better designed than anything I could have thought of. And the Although best part, the best part about this too, is they're releasing this on premium Bandai. Yeah, this so, is an actual thing you can purchase. So let's get into what this is. So it's called the Disney Imagination Belt. It was announced from Bandai Japan at the International Tokyo Toy Show. Uh, it is to commemorate Disney's 100th anniversary. Uh, we don't yet know the price or release date, but it will be Premium Bandai Web exclusive. And what's cool about it is, so it's not just the Disney vault as a belt. It's got a key slot, and there are not just one, but several different keys that go with it. I cannot wait to hear the sounds from this, and I really, really hope... Because they wouldn't make this without it being some kind of promo for something, right? I really hope that there's an I, I fucking hope that Kingdom Hearts 4 comes out and Sora fucking wields this guy. Could you thing. imagine if this was the replacement for the drive forms and the and the the the, like, the form gimmicks no. that Sora uses? If if this was the Kingdom Hearts 4 version? Because like think about it, didn't wasn't it like in the trailer he's like in Shibuya or something like that? Yeah. Yeah, so he probably ends up in actual Japan, probably would meet some, like, toku fanatic scientist or some shit, and he's like, hey, I designed this belt based around your fucking kingdom kingdom key, your keyblade. Wait a minute. Uh, Disney powers. Toku fanatic scientist, so he just meets George? <laughs> you know what? Yes! This is if George works for Disney and decides to make a fucking Colorado belt. Oh my god. It works too well. Oh, <laughs> uh, like... That's what Sora's been missing. He's been missing his own set of fucking armor, like uh, the Terra. Oh my god! Bad. You cannot believe how hard I would freak out if Sora got his own Keyblade armor. He deserves it. With He's this belt, he can do it. Ah! I want no. it so bad. Give, give, give Riku, give Kyrie their own set. Like, come on. Okay, so I genuinely don't think this has anything to do with with Kingdom Hearts at all. It so. probably realistically does not because i think if it did they would go hard with branding this is just There's a, a disney 100 key. year celebration yeah, so yeah okay so judging judging from the keys here so we have mickey mouse we have Minnie mouse we have iron man we have like marvel we have star wars we've got lion king toy story snow white princess and the frog which i really like and then uh moana and frozen i the so. only one out of those i could barely even come close to recognizing was woody's hat on the second one <laughs> yeah, i can't tell from the silhouettes to the poster having the what I assume are spoiling the forms is good. It's neat to see Lion King. It's very weird to not see Stitch, considering he's ridiculously popular in Japan. Also, I found out something very mind-blowing recently. So, do you know who voiced Hercules in the first Kingdom Hearts game? Fucking Sean Astin, Samwise Gamgee. Oh. <laughs> and I, I listened to, like, Hercules talking, and I was like, no, that's him. Holy shit. So fucking Samwise was Hercules, and then yeah, fucking Lance Bass from Ed Sync was Sephiroth. So yeah, weird. that's always the weird one. So weird. Is that? So yes, Why this is happening, and it's very awesome, and I can't wait to see more. It's so bad. I cannot wait to see what the sounds for this thing are. 
People on Twitter are already shit. coming up with their own versions, I saw. Yeah, somebody already like made like a picture of Sora wielding this belt, and I'm like, yes. Tiger <laughs> forms for it. I saw this amazing Sorcerer Mickey one. I think someone actually posted it in the chat. Yeah, there it is. Oh, fuck. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, so not only is this happening, but remember back when Disney released their own Megazord? They have a mech too. Well, they're doing it again. <laughs> yeah, this is like the this is like the final form mech. This is like it, it's like a redone climax. like super form of King Robo Mickey and Friends, the Disney 100 yeah. Years of Wonder version. Christ, it's so pretty. <laughs> I know. I I'm I'm genuinely in love with it too. I hope it gets some kind of short or promo thing. And there's. Art of the various Disney characters in like basically um ranger suits. Yeah, Holy they're shit, in like it's gonna be almost Sentai suits. Fucking dollars. It, the fucking Megazord's got this like time scepter weapon. That's awesome. There's a big clock theme going on, I guess, because the oh, a shield. Gears. Yeah, yeah. There's a shield too of the Mickey emblem. Oh, that's so cool. And then there's shots of the individual Zords. Oh, one looks like a little biplane. That's adorable. <laughs> Wow, that's so cool. That's so badass. Oh, that's so good. Love it. Fucking love it. Oh, if you look at the individual Zords, look at their eyes, you can see them piloting it inside. Oh, yeah. that's awesome. That's cute. So cool. But wow, that's one, two, three, four, five, six Zords, plus the accessories that attach to it. Disney, Disney in Japan just must work really closely with Toei and Bandai. I like wish they have to. I wish they would capitalize on this more. I wish we got. I wish I wanted like a this version, the way it's the same way Looney Tunes did Lunatics Unleashed, but you know with some more effort put into it. That would be so cool, but we don't even have a Kingdom Hearts anime, and it's been so long. Yeah, I love the Mickey Zord. The emblem on its chest reminds me of Magic Ranger. Yeah. Okay, so released to commemorate Disney's 100th anniversary, this is an upgraded version of the original King Robo Mickey and Friends. Now sports a clock motif and special coloring to commemorate the anniversary. The lore reason on the new design is that a mysterious timer was installed that indicates 100 and it becomes huge again. Each mecha component piloted by Mickey and Friends is equipped with the power to warp to the past. Oh, that's... They should make a show out of this. It would be so cool. There's the original one, yeah. They That'd should make... Cool. It would be so cool. Yeah, they, they could be something like where they all get separated through time and they have to, like, reassemble. Yeah, there's lore. Like, Mickey, Mickey teams up with, like, Steamboat Mickey. Yeah, they have oh, to, like, solve stuff. time paradoxes in each era of Disney cartoons. That'd be cool. The epic Mickey games were cool. Like I never played them myself, but they they always they always were a cool concept. I've seen reviews; they seem all right. Uh, so let's see. This item costs thirty nine thousand six hundred yen, so that's over four hundred dollars. Releasing in December, just in time for Christmas. I bet you. I bet you. If you go to like Disney World in Japan, like these are here and on display somewhere. It might be. I don't know. Yeah. Tokyo Disneyland. That's so cool. Ah. Oh. I God love it, I love the awesome. shoulders on the combined form. Yeah. 
I like doll, yeah, doll and fucking Daisy of the Darms. That's yeah, sick. and like the wing motif and the clocks in them. It's so good. Mm. All yeah, right. Definitely high quality. Yeah. Buzz Lightyear back. Jesus Christ. All right. Moving on to some other news. Uh, we got images of the upcoming Comrade Geats 9 and also at the same time Boost Mark 3 uh, figure, gimmick figure. So this is a cool way to get it in to like process how these forms actually shift into each other. As we see in the episode, there's like an a tiny little Geats Fox spirit, which kind of reminds me of the spirits from Digimon Frontier. Like oh. I have to, I have to admit, even though this is just a gimmick figure, it still looks good. It's really good. There's one Fox. image showing how you can swap out the helmet and make like Mary Nine or Letter Nine. I'll give you a look at like the first photo of like everything like that like it comes with. It just looks like the top one's just going, hug me, brother. <laughs> no, it's like I have ascended. <laughs> I am a jar. Yep. Uh yeah, so this is super interesting. It's for the Revolve Change figure set. <laughs> the video on. they did to promote it also showed off like shiro nine i'm like yeah that's what everyone wants <laughs> yeah that's so weird like what the fuck <laughs> yeah because he's also white yes maybe he's the final villain of the show <laughs> oh god so premium bandai web exclusive 5940 n october release that's a long way to wait for considering the final form just debuted i mean i just get the figure that eventually yeah probably Oh, that's going to be ornate with all the capes. Yeah. All right. Next on the news docket, uh, as a promotion for the upcoming Comrade Geats the movie, they have announced that returning for the movie will be not only Punk Jack, but Kalo and Lopo. The old man right. and the female athlete. And for some reason, wins in a cowboy costume. <laughs> Okay. It, 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 honestly, he kind of looks like fucking Stardinger right there. A little bit, yeah. <laughs> kind of looks like him. It's kind of creepy. <laughs> Just as he's like on stage, it's getting exciting now. Yeah, the riders of the DGP. <laughs> it's getting exciting now. The, the Zaya Grappy. <laughs> so yeah, that movie's coming out July twenty eighth. <laughs> Neat. I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see what the movie form for Geats is going to be yeah. and the villain writer for the Geats movie is going to be. I'm excited for the King Odra movie, even though it's only going to be a like, half hour. Yeah, because like Seeker was cool. Yeah. So the Geats movie villain has to be even cooler. Oh, yeah. All right. Next. Yes. So this is cool. Uh, they're basically re-releasing the Zero One driver, but apparently this is a high spec version. Oh, okay. okay. Uh, it comes with the Progress key holder that attaches to the side. Uh, and then it's got like an, the belt on it is like one of those ones that actually like clips together. It does. It, it's not like the old DX one. Okay. Uh, it basically gives it a CSM feel. Uh, there's more color applied to the belt joint band clip and Progress holder. And you can adjust the size of the belt bands uh for about 75 centimeters to 100 around the waist so it's it's made for not just small children i've been sort of wanting to get a zero one driver again because i miss mine 
Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, this is not the driver, it's just the belt. It is the belt and the progress key holder. Uh, it's not the actual uh, driver. Damn, that oh, sucks. it's still fucking $80, Jesus. The, look at the way they show this image, it makes it look like it comes with a driver. Fucking... Yeah. That's sad. Oh, but they have an arrow pointing towards it, so it's like, this is what you could do with it. Yeah. So if you already have the Zero One driver, and you are not a small Japanese child, this might be a worthwhile purchase. I love that everyone's just in the giant text. It's like, it's just a bell. <laughs> I saw, I saw, you can stop yelling. <laughs> uh, yeah, so this is Premium Bandai Web Exclusive, 7,700 yen December release. Cool. Awesome. All right. Next on the news docket, the announcement of the from Comrader Black Sun, the CSM Century King Moon Driver. So this is the new Shadow Moon belt. Whoa, that looks so fucking cool, man. I like I like it has this kind of like freaking like kind of wear and tear kind of look to it like the it, paint it looks like it looks like what would happen if there was an aliens themed common rider it looks like a xenomorph i mean that's basically what the same yeah is. pretty much yeah like uh something uh crap what's the name of the guy uh geiger something geiger did oh oh geiger no he's she's talking about hr geiger oh yes i understand <laughs> she's talking about geiger. no <laughs> Uh, I love how it, like, comes, like, with pre-existing scratched paint. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, like I said, I think that's, like, the best detail about it is, like, it has, like, scratched, weird, yeah. ward off paint. Uh, so this has full automation in it, which means the parts on the belt move on their own once you start the transformation. Uh, it detects the transformation pose movements, activating the transformation feature thanks to its built-in motors and lights, Moves on, on on its own at the same time. No need to press any buttons. Just pose and transform. That's so fucking cool. This is the future of rider belts, man. Yeah. Various sound effects, transformation sounds, sword pulling sound, attack sounds. After the transformation, the sensor will react to Shadow Moon's telekinetic special move. Uh, ten background songs, including the show's theme song including voice lines by the actor who plays the character. Uh, there is a line button on the belt to get those. And of course, one of those is him just yelling Henshin. Yeah, of course. Premium Bandai Web Exclusive, 44,000 yen. That's over, probably over $450 releasing in November. Well, it's probably after like everything, it's probably going to be like close to 600. Yeah. So... I would like to imagine someone buys this and then just like touches up all the battle damage paint to make no, it like look brand new. that's what you would new. do and then you paint it blue. <laughs> you say that Maybe while shadow, shadow blue. <laughs> our buddy the 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 cosplay medic has my veiled slash death stream driver right now working on painting that blue for me. Oh God! <laughs> all right. Well. Do whatever you want, Sir Paul. Next, this is I'm excited for this. They finally announced the King Ogre's Zero uh DX Mecha Toy. Rockulies's personal fucking mech. Look how so like this 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 mech looks so much cooler in these colors. <laughs> I think my favorite part about this is there's an image of it as legend King Ogre Zero, 
And I gotta say, all that black and gold looks real fucking good together. Isn't that what he, like, did when he first, like, his first showed up? No, like, no, 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 no. The first time we saw quote-unquote King Oger Zero, I went back and rewatched it. That wasn't King Oger Zero. That was Kuwagata Zero replacing normal Kuwagata, and the rest yeah. of the Zords were the actual ones. Yeah, yeah, that's what I, that's what I was saying. I was like, didn't he, didn't he like, hijack the, the, the yeah. Mechs? Yeah, there, like, there's, cool. there's an image in, in here of him doing that also, but what I'm talking about is... King Oger Zero plus the three deities, so with Legend King Oger Zero. It oh, hasn't fuck. happened in the show yet, but I really hope it does because it looks amazing. I'm low-key temp thinking about getting this set. Wow. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, wow, that looks great. Like, yeah, all that black like and gold, it would be glorious. Yeah, no, Raculous is a fucking badass. <laughs> he has all the best shit. Yeah. Uh, best so, yeah. looking sword, best looking suit, best looking mech. Like, yeah. So, of course, these are all interchangeable and connectable with all of the normal King Oger versions. So, if you get both, you can mix and match and create your own custom monstrosity. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Premium Bandai Web Exclusive, 9350 yen, December release. That's going on my Christmas list. Hell yeah. Coolinga. Sorry, say again? I just said cool and good. Yeah. All right. Next on King Oger News, uh, they are releasing for the Yudo toy series, the King Oger Zord cockpits. The, ex the exoskeletons that they pilot their shoe gods with. Yeah, that's kind of hilarious. There you go. You can get tombos. I was not expecting that at all. Right. And uh, one thing we're going to talk about when we talk about the episode is if you look at the sections between the eyes on the individual ones, they have also uh, specified the detail that we've that I recently noticed. Whereas the shoe god souls are in place for the other ones, but not on Kuogata. Mm. That's an interesting difference, and I'm going to talk more about that later. But yes, this is a Yudo set featuring the five cockpits for the King Oger Zords. It is compatible with the King Oger Yudo figures, so you can get those separately. Uh, for all five cockpits, they are 11,000 yen. That's just over $100, releasing in October. All yeah. right. Next on King Oger News, uh, so you know that Mofun anime that was in this week's episode? They're uh -huh. actually going to post that. Oh, okay. They're going to post the Mofun Toisho anime short on Toi Tokusats fan club. I, I mean, it, 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 they made the whole thing, so why not post it? Right? Uh, and according to this article, I was correct. That is, in fact, Hochu Otsuka voicing Mofun. So, Deneb from Deno. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, and then Panpi, who I assume is the child, is voiced by Nobuaki Kanemitsu, who is in the Thomas and Friends Japanese dub. Okay. The anime is written by King Hojo's head writer, Minato Takano who also wrote the show's theme song, Mofun no Uta, 
which is performed by Hitomi Yoshida, who did the theme to Lupin Pato. Huh. Uh, the, oh my god, so much mofun. The anime is animated by Side Ranch Inc., who worked on various writer anime projects such as the Zero One Everyone's Daily Life shorts. All those things, I yeah. remember that. I thought that animation style looked familiar. So yeah, if, you, uh, if you're a fan of mofun, you're going to get to watch the whole episode, I guess. Neat. Neat. Next, uh, also from Soul of Chogokin, they're having a busy week. Uh, the Zute Daizujin set, which is to say the Mighty Morphin Megazord and Dragonzord. So this Looks is good. cool. And I love this because not only are they all very detailed individually, you can make the Megazord. You can also make what the, the Mighty Morphin referred to as Dragonzord Fighting Mode, a.k.a. Goryuzin. Or the Mega Dragon Zord, aka Zute Daizujin. Oh, I can even do tank mode. That's sick. Uh, oh, Jerry, Jerry, no, Mofun is voiced by Deneb. Sieg is voicing Kamejim, the villain general. Close though. Oh, okay. Uh, yes, yeah, so once combined, this figure stands 260 millimeters tall. You got the sword, which is apparently called Godhorn. That's a rad sword name, but in Mighty Morphin, it's just the power sword. Uh, it's die cast. That's why these look gorgeous, especially the yep. like sh like golden parts on the dragon sword. So good. Yeah. Uh, comes with the dragon antlar for the weapon in fighting mode. And I was looking at these images and I noticed a difference, and I don't know why. In one image of like dragon sword fighting mode, I'm just gonna keep calling it. The bottom part is taller, and there's only three sections on the tail spear. But then in the next image, the the handle on the bottom is shorter, and there's five sections. I'm, and I have no idea why there's a difference. Hmm. I'm weird. I notice minute details like that sometimes. Not weird. But uh, not only that, okay. you can do Megazord, the Megazord in tank mode, if you so desire. Pretty cool. Uh, yeah, so the set of all six Zords and the needed accessories, 49,500 yen, so that's over $500, releasing yeah. in November. But I gotta say, yeah. like, if you don't have any of the hundred of previous releases of these Zords, this looks like a good set to get. Yeah. If I had shelf I space, I'd be high-key considering these. <laughs> All right, and our last news story is also Power Rangers related, but the first piece of merchandise for upcoming Power Rangers Cosmic Fury revealed, the Cosmic Morpher. Yeah. It's so not great. It's, it's it like, the design of it is cool. I like uh, everything about it, but the toy version just looks awful. If you look at the actual, like, in-show prop, the prop looks great. But why am I getting Star Trek vibes from it? Oh, I, I kind of see what you're talking about, but I don't know why I thought. Yeah, I, it kind of looks like like a phaser mixed with a uh, tricorder. That's, so. Yeah, like I couldn't settle on what it reminded me of exactly. It's both. <laughs> I mean, it's better than the fucking silver samurais or fuck. I can't believe they did that for 
the Gold <laughs> Rangers fucking Morpher and Samurai. It's so stupid. I completely forgot about that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so sound effects, lights, it, as you might expect. Uh, we don't yet have pricing or release dates for the toy of it, but that is a thing that is happening should you so desire it. Uh, I sure don't. <laughs> and yeah, there's the biggest failing. It's got a fucking orb in it, but it's not a Qtama. Yeah, see, like, the, the show prop looks great, but we're not going to get that awesome fucking wrist piece. We're just going to get, like, a strap that you put around your wrist. Well, it. the thing <laughs> is, if they made a hard plastic wrist piece like that, it would restrict who would be able to wear it. Eh. So that's what I feel is the choice made there. I always say, though, it needs to be ac accuracy is very important. Yeah. That's why, like me, I'm the I'm the continuity guy. Like, if I don't get continuity in the content that I love, and like it doesn't stay like the same, oh, it pisses me off. Understand. Especially Star Wars. They're, when they're not when they're not doing continuity in Star Wars, that upsets me immensely. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Well, anyway, that is the news. All right. All right. Let us get yeah. in. Sorry. I just said that was the news. It sure was. There was a Listen lot of good me. shit this week. Geeks time. Yeah. Wow. What a fucking powerful final form debut. Terrifying, actually. I, I gotta say, the little amount of geats mark three that was like boost mark three that we got i loved it i want more and it's so fucking sad that we'll never see it ever again probably not <laughs> i i just i loved that like and, and just like uh, could someone decker could, or someone could put could, could you put up a picture of like geats boost mark three for me i, I just want to like take like a good picture of it it, it does kind of take a little bit of wind out of the sails that like we get this new, like, super powerful berserk form, and then it's overwritten immediately the next episode. Like, that's why I feel like they should have, like, had, like, an episode or two more where... Geats like, is just berserk. You know, Geats is, yeah, Geats, like, Ace is pissed off that, like, they're abusing his mom so much. And then, like, it kind of causes, like, a, like, it's, like, a kind of combination of, like, her sadness with his anger. And then that's what makes Boost Mark Three. And you know what you could have done instead of it being white? It could have been this nice, like, black and red, like, black fox form. And it just would have been, like, so devastatingly powerful and, like, you know... That's how Gazer would have gotten his fucking ass kicked. I, I it just would have been so fucking cool. I think that I it. Have... Sorry, go ahead. It's kind of surprising that they didn't do that, to be honest. Well, here's the thing: it being a black form would have been cool, but you have to keep in mind that the way Geats Nine works is that this armor that's on Mark Three revolves around and becomes the leg armor on Mark Nine, so they had to make sure that it was consistent. You know what, Decker, if you could, if you could just shop the white black for me, I would appreciate that. But yeah, like, I just, I like the simplicity of Geek's Mark III. I, I, you know what, I'm honestly going to fucking say it. Like, other than Command, I think this is like my favorite Geek's form. My favorite just meme the, the, I've seen this week is of Geek's 9 walking down those fire steps, but also Toma running up the bridge. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, so like as little amount as Geek's Mark Boost Mark 3 was in the show, 
I really love it, and I think it's my favorite Pete's form in the show. Because like command form, command form looks cooler on uh, on Tycoon, I think, especially because he got like a specifically colored helmet. helmet for it. There's the image. <laughs> yeah. Um, um. I also saw an image on Twitter that actually kind of explains the logic between how it went from Mark three to nine. So follow me on this. So okay. Mark three starts with just it on the one side of the belt. Then you take the front half of it off and put it in the other side, which means you have three on one side and three on the other side. That makes six. Then you rotate the six because you revolve the belt and the six rotates into a nine. Oh, that's clever. Yeah. I don't that's know. Explanation <laughs> that they didn't actually have or if that's really what they were thinking, but it, it works. Right. So if I ever if I ever get the like the final buckle like eats his final buckle, I might I I probably would honestly just keep it in Mark Three. It like is it in its Mark Three form. It juts out so fucking far forward because it's literally two buckles thick. Wait 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 wait. I, okay, I know that's from the FNAF movie. Is that Peta from fucking Hunger Games? Is he going to be in the FNAF movie? There's the image seven. Thank you. Oh yeah, you can see it because there's like the three and then six and then revolves and then there's the that. No, yep. that's that's super fucking clever. Holy shit. Yep. Right, I like that. I did. Oh, that's awesome. That's oh that he's playing Michael? Like Michael Mike Mike Afton or whatever? That's cool. That is cool. Uh so yeah. I'm William Afton. A nice <laughs> touch this episode uh didn't have an opening, but we'll get into yeah. I had the payoff no, for that later. It was, it was important. It was an important plot episode, so we're not gonna have. Oh right, Mike Schmidt. But yeah, we're not gonna. It's an important plot episode, so we can't have. Time, we don't have time for the opening. Yeah. But then they just need to have it at the end during one of the coolest fights that has ever existed. Oh, we'll, we'll ever. get to that. That that's a whole other conversation. Mm-hmm. I, I like that Michi's still keeping track of the riders by crossing off Nago and Hakubi off of his drawing board. Yes. Um, and then Nir- um, Niram with a surprising face turn right at the end, confronting mm-hmm. Swell about the whole inheriting the goddess power and how he ended up not agreeing with him. And and it's this conversation where they finally bring up what we guessed immediately when it happened is that Sumuri is inheriting the power of creation from uh, from uh, the goddess. And you called that. Suell makes particular mention that they were aiming for the power to remake a world to their whims, but my immediate follow-up to that is, wait, you guys are this society from the future where you freely design everything about your own existence. Why do you need this additional power to remake of the world when you, from what we've been told, already do that? Maybe that's how they got it originally. Maybe they they're running out of it. Maybe they're like, we can do it better. My immediate guess is basically what Emily said, where it's a it's a limited resource and they have to cultivate it. And I think that's probably been the secret reason for the DGP all along, not just yep. as an entertainment show, as a history period piece, but to cultivate this power of the goddess so that they can keep their own society going. I probably talked so, about this before, but it's starting to seem more and more likely. 
And then Neron proceeds to get fucking shot. <laughs> yeah, this whole show with all this magic and time travel and transformation belts and monsters and and then someone just pulls a fucking gun and shoots Nero. Fucking gun is her his assistant, <laughs> and she's like, "Well, I got your job now, bitch." I got gun. Oh my god. I love she just literally shot him and then just threw it in his face that like, oh, I'm your I'm taking your job now. And I'm just like, you bitch. <laughs> Did anyone else notice when they like lowered the goddess back into the sky? One of the wings had already fallen off. So on the far left side, there was this like set of three chains that were holding nothing that they just also lowered in. Hey, at least they kept attention to detail. <laughs> they aren't going to make any more chain? It would have made uh, less sense if they got rid of the chains. <laughs> no, but the chain's not holding anything. They, just that one yeah. specific set of chains on the left is not holding anything, so they didn't need it anymore. Okay, well, that, that, whatever. It's just one static image. Yeah. yeah. Um, so anyway, Ace uh, warps inside of himself. Like, he's basically speaking to like his inner demon yeah he speaks and i'm like i thought we were done with revice and inner demons and shit but ace confronts this like fox spirit within him uh, and he's got a really cool like he's got like a simple like traditional like kitsune mask but like one of the eyes is like glowing this cool red and like i fucking loved that i was starting to get yeah, flashbacks so cool. to ninja it reminded me of Kueman. Oh yeah, and then I like that. I like that we find out that it was like played by Ace's actor, and I was like, "That's that I, makes sense." That I guess that right sense. away. Of course, if it's within himself, of course the other character is just him. Yeah, that's super cool. He's yeah. like, "So what are you gonna do about it, bitch? You're gonna destroy the world, or you're gonna create it?" And he's like, "I'm gonna destroy it in order to make something better." And then he's just, "Oh, okay." Yeah, yeah. he's like, "I'm gonna destroy the world so I can create a better one," and he's like, "Uh." uh so, Touché. so you know <laughs> that thing we've been doing the whole show. Oh, I love that line. You've you've lived for two thousand years yet achieved nothing. That's kind of true. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, it didn't. Then, feel he, like... then he reunites with his mammy. Sorry, what were you saying, Emily? Really cool field of flowers, but also she talks without opening her mouth. Yeah, that was a really interesting artistic choice where he's like inside the statue and she's this like ephemeral existence and she still looks young because obviously she hasn't aged since Ace was a child in his first body. And then she like speaks to him telepathically, sort of, but also like s you can see her making the movements to form these words inside of her mouth if you pay attention to the way her like cheekbones move. But her yeah, lips, her lips weird. don't move to fully form the words. She's still not completely speaking normally. It's such an interesting it, thing to do. It, it was so heartwarming just seeing Ace immediately just like jump and hug her, his mom, and I was like, no. <laughs> yeah. So, so and it turns out that as we might have guessed from the line of dialogue she leaves him with, all this time she's been trying to get him to forget her so that he can, you know get a life but of course he <laughs> wanted to meet her so their wishes were conflicting yeah you know that's the thing this that this whole show is basically a mother telling her son to move out and get a life no it's basically that line from fucking the goofy's extreme movie just the sequel just just leave me alone and get your own life <laughs> get your own life no. 
get your own line like i always that's the one line for that movie i always fucking remember <laughs> an extremely geetsy movie <laughs> yes oh my god okay so i'm just a yearning for some learning <laughs> No, he's just come, he just comes in. I'm just a vibing for some riding. <laughs> God, no, you're hurting us. <laughs> See, that's why that Disney made all this Toku shit, and we make to Disney references in relation to Toku. It all comes together, full circle. Yeah. <laughs> oh so since Niram has been shot and is dying, Suel takes his driver and becomes. I think they. I think I saw someone refer to it as New Gazer. I don't know if there's an actual official name just, for Suel's like, version. Red lines on his visor, and I'm like, ooh, ooh, angry. Scary. He's angry ooh, Gazer. Angry Gazer. God is angry. Eye. Yeah. Soul Gazer. It's Suel Gazer. God damn it, you lazy fucks! They just use his name again. Oh, it's a oh! I don't even remember this guy's name. <laughs> I would have laughed so fucking hard if this week they had debuted. Surprise! The Vision Driver has a fourth rider form. <laughs> and then they re-release it again. <laughs> no, no, it was there all along, but no one ever tried to push it four times. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Gazer two. What? Oh no! You know what? Fucking watch that the villain rider in the Geats movie uses the vision driver. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> I bet you anything he's gonna use the vision driver. <laughs> Just with like a new card, maybe? Yeah. Fuck. I hope not. Uh yeah, so Swell becomes Swell Gazer. He sure is Swell. Swole Gazer. Swole Gazer. <laughs> Soul Gazer. Ah, oh, with the, the, the DGP and such. Soul Gazer! Yeah, I'm calling him Soul Gazer from Soul now on. Uh, <laughs> and he begins the grand end. And, like, man, is this dude extra. Up, like, up until now, what you've been saying is that the point of the quote unquote grand end is for you to leave the time period and go back to the future and discontinue the DGP. Why does that require blanketing the earth in darkness? And he doesn't, but it's part of the presentation. It's grand, Ichi. Come on. <laughs> but like everyone's adequate. <laughs> We're gonna be real extra about this one. Oh, <laughs> uh, also there was like a cute little scene where like Kawa comes home and then like he sees his sister. Oh, and yeah. she, like she goes, she says head shade, and he just like freaks out. Wait, I thought you know you're a writer. And then like she has like a face mask on, and it's just like it's that's the brand beauty <laughs> henshin. Yeah, and he's like, never mind. I mean, you look pretty as you do anyway. And I'm just yeah. like, oh, nice, what a nice brother. But the funniest shit was when like so like all of them start like losing their memories because yeah. the adults like taking taken away from them. Yeah. And so like K was just like he's ready to fucking go full ham and i'm like yeah and then like his belt disappears and he just looks up and he's just like oh, <laughs> it was so fucking funny that he was literally about to slam ninja into the driver then just whoop nope and he just loses his shit <laughs> well yeah you see a fucking giant curtain of darkness blackening the sky are you not gonna freak out and then, uh, and then we see like Kuhn trying to like talk to to Neon, being like, be like, you, you told me to tell you if you don't remember who you are, that who you are." So you didn't believe me. You didn't believe me. 
And then we got to see Ben and John one more time, which I was happy about. Yeah. Nice. Bring them back. Bring them in the movie. Make them writers in the movie. So uh, we see that all of the floating eye cameras, as well as Gene and Kuhn, go back through the portal. I don't know. Baroba and Kekera. Yeah, Baroba and Kekera are still here, so they're probably going to die. They're, they're scheming. As long as what we were told is correct. Uh, but also, for some reason, Suell stayed behind. I guess he just has a separate ability to travel through time. Well, because he wants to make, like, a new DGP. Yeah, but he doesn't do it here. He has to go sometime else. No, but then Ace comes in, and he's just like, I don't think so, bitch. I, I absolutely fucking love the way this shot between them for this confirmation is framed with this absolute darkness around them. And then his, yeah. his henshin into his final form lights the world back up. Oh, it was cool. And, and basically, he gets what's basically the equivalent to, like, the world editor. Yeah. <laughs> Someone he, just gives him the admin, like, abilities for a world editor, and he's like, cool. <laughs> this world is now my Sims. Yeah. It's so cool. He's jumping out. He's destroying buildings, and then... Bong! They're back to normal. He like he like shoves them into the fucking ground, <laughs> and like keeps them in there. And then, as he starts fighting, we cue the theme song in the most glorious musical edit this show has had. Followed by oh. them doing it, a doubling down by as he starts fighting back. That one shot where he goes shh, and the theme song just cuts, <laughs> and then. Kicks back on as he goes back for the counterattack. Oh, that was masterful. That gave me goosebumps. Also, also I really like the fucking, like, Geeks 9 boost logo. That's oh, that, really that, that, the looking. buckle emblem when he's about to henshin? Yeah. That was yeah. cool. That whole That's henshin really was so like, glorious and cinematic. I feel bad that they're going to have to, like, try and show that every time he goes into that form. It, no, it, no other final use of this form will be as glorious as this debut. This was so was, well done. This is the kind of shit you'd expect to see in King Ocher, but nope. <laughs> well, I don't know. <laughs> no, come on. Imagine, imagine King Ocher the old engine with this level of fucking like stock engine. That'd be amazing. Well, Holy I wouldn't fuck. call this. I wouldn't call this a stock engine. Although the fact that he's against a completely back black background you could kind of attribute it that way so sure i'm i'm just starting to lose the spark of hope that king Oger will give me what i want i just love that you cannot tell that's the desire driver with that fucking buckle on that's incredible it completely it's covers so it good. up yeah no it's impressive yeah <sighs> um and yeah that shot of him like telekinetically walking down the stairs towards gazer was really good as well Oh, yeah. And then, like, as he's breaking buildings and shit, that one bit where he breaks the floor, puts Gazer into it, and then fixes yeah. the floor so that he's trapped there? Fucking genius. Yeah, and then like just almost, it was wails like, on him. It reminded me of Infinity War when, like, Thanos just, like, fucking shoves the Hulkbuster into, like, a bunch of rocks and then just, like, fuses the rocks back together to, like, yep. keep him trapped. Yep. That was awesome. So even though no. this is a final form yeah. and debutalness and all that, and Geats just absolutely gives him the fucking business, Suell lives and gets away. Yeah. 
And for, I, I just like I don't care for this guy. He <laughs> says he'll be watching, and I'm like, why? Why do you care? You're leaving. I feel like Barova and Kekra are going to be the final villains. They're the only ones <laughs> left. Uh, this has the complete same energy that we did after we did the tower thing with um, in build. This feels like this was supposed to be the end of the show, but we got here too quick. So now they have to scramble and come up with another thing, another plot for the last 12 episodes. Remember, did we make a joke saying like, oh, watch Kekura be the final villain? Watch the frog statue be the fucking endgame villain? <laughs> no, my, well, my, my joke slash prediction was that Gene would be the final villain. But no, that no, and that's what I'm thinking now. I think what you thought was gonna happen to Gene is gonna happen to Kekura because remember, he wants to he wants to see like the perfect fucking common rider. Like he wants Kawa to be like the perfect Kekura, common rider. Kekura is kind of doing what I thought Gene would do and take his desire to see character imp arcs imp and improvement and just take it too far and twist it into this harmful desire that fucks people around. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it looks like now we're entering what I refer, what I'm in my own head referring to as the fourth chapter of Geats, because now this is a whole new thing where Geats is the soul rider, the Jamato are apparently back. And weird, how did that happen? I don't know. Never left. No, well, I mean, Archie's dead, but I guess his kids that were pining for him are still around. Yeah, no, the Jamato, the Jamato were never fully destroyed. Uh, and then we're getting this new guy. I don't know if he's like a new game master or something, but everyone's been popping I, I off about was, him. I thought, I thought, I thought that, was, that was what's his face. He just has his mask off now. What, Swell? I think that's, yeah, I think that's Swell. No, 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 no. Swell was voiced, was played by the guy who voiced Kirito in Sword Art Online. This guy is played by someone who apparently played a live action version of Sasuke from Naruto. So for him oh, to what? come here and oppose Geats, the the Kitsune rider, everyone on Twitter has been laughing their asses off about that. That's kind yeah, of funny. That, that's fucking stupid. Why do you have this fucking guy show up and like we don't know anything about him? He's just here to drive the plot, I, and then you just get rid of him, and then you like, replace him with a whole brand new character. We just made a whole big deal this whole last chapter about how the DGP is leaving the time period. So what is this guy here to do? I think they're going through villains way too quickly in this show. Like I like, like let's see, we've had we've had the Jamato, we've had uh Gagori Gagori or whatever, we've had uh Broba, we've had Yeah, like Swole and now this guy. We've had too many villains. And the thing is, like, none of them are really enough of a villain on their own. Yeah. But like now I'm I'm really curious what the hell the plot of the last few episodes are going to be cuz like Ace saw his mom he he's completed his objective all that's left re really is for Kawa to get what he wants and revive everybody I guess but We I all feel know uh, Oh sorry like go ahead No it just it feels like um we that was like the conclusion the climax like it should be the falling action now and I don't know but now exactly. we have 12 episodes of that. It's still 12 episodes, well, yeah. Well, we don't know if it's going to be to 50, but we'll see. Well, in the area of, you know what I mean? Yeah. 
But we all we all know Neon's gonna fucking end up going to the future with Kune, so because like Kune's his true true love always I, has been. I don't know. I mean, that seems like no, the ending she should it. head towards, but like. I don't know if they it's want to try it. and salvage, like, it doesn't matter if you're fake, you can live a normal human life anyways, because your fans of Neon TV still love you. No, I, I Toei's, feel like... Toei's not, Toei's not that that clever. <laughs> they, they will do the, oh, Kune, I love you, I'm going to go to the future with you. And then in the Ryder so crossover for Gotchard and Geeks, so she'll just show going... up in the future and be like, "Hey, I'm here for the future." I would be kind. Of, I would be a little disappointed if they did because that's tantamount to basically gently shuffling the female character off screen. You know yeah, what I mean? It's a little. I, I just right now I don't think we'll ever have a better female writer, better than Sakura, like. Sakura was like super good. It was just well written, awesome, held her own. I, like I actually think Aguilera was written better than Sakura. Uh, I mean, Aguilera was cool, but I like Sakura. More. Anyway, so basically, like, yes, we've we've finished what I consider the third chapter of Geats. The first chapter being all the different rounds of the DGP. The second being the Jamato Grand Prix. <laughs> The Desire Royale being the so, third chapter, and now we are in the fourth chapter. Yeah, Geats has gone from being Jesus Christ to just plain God. <laughs> Actually, Jesus just, just descended to God, to Godhood. But like now that Geats has the power of creation, why can he not just snap his fingers and give everyone what they want? What's really stopping him? And the, is the is it the Jamato still being there? That doesn't even make sense. Oh boy, maybe, we have five Jamato grunts left. Snap, they're dead. Humanity well, saved. Maybe, maybe he just doesn't know the the level of his powers yet. He just doesn't know what he's capable of. I love Decker in our chat. He went from from Jesus Christ to Jesus fucking Christ. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Thank you, Decker. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, any other thoughts before we move on? Uh, anyways, I like I like Mark Three, and I'm sad we'll never ever see it again. Probably so. not. No. Oh. Emily. Um, I just that. You know what? I just realized something. Hmm. Oh, yeah. like that's how like Geats' forms have worked. He has like a simpler version of his form, like. And then he gets an improved version, like a, a version that improves it. So, like, he had Magnum, oh. and then he had Magnum bro, Fever. Bro, let, I, someone laid it all out. If you don't count any of the armed buckles, or any of the times he used someone else's buckle, man has 17 forms. There's Holy the chart. Shit. Holy shit. Yeah. Like, he has, like, Boost Mark two, but, like, you know, that's, oh, blah, 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 blah. Like, it, it drains him, but then you combine it and make fucking Boost, whatever the fuck La was called. Laser Boost. Yeah, Laser Boost. It improves it. And then Geats Boost Mark three turns into Geats nine. Improves it. But yeah. That's all, that's all Ace's forms. They just, yeah, they're, no. they're improvements of previous Let, forms. Let's fucking lay this out. So, just Geats' own forms. <laughs> Entry form, magnum form, chest version, magnum form, leg version, boost form, chest version, boost form, leg version, magnum boost, boost magnum, fever boost, fever magnum, raising form, 
Command form cannon jet. Command form jet cannon. Boost form mark two. Boost form mark two beast mode. Laser boost. Boost mark three. And boost mark nine. Christ. <laughs> 17 Fucking forms! 17. And he's going to get a movie one. And then he's going to get a new one in the crossover film. Plus like builder <laughs> and all the armed buckles and all the times he used someone else's raised buckle before they did. He's got to cap at 20. He has to cap at 20 forms. <laughs> wow. All right. Wow. Oh, Kagi is pointing out something interesting. Ace's boost forms go from red to white, like how fire goes from red hot to white hot. Wow. That's cool. Blue? Oh, it's I hot. Hope, I hope so. His movie form will be blue fire. That'd be rad. Yeah. Ace has been uh, drinking too much hot. With his final form. So. Oh, no, no. <laughs> like, I'm still laughing. All right. Well, that is Geats for this week. Would you kindly take us into the next section, sir? Oh, so Decker made uh, Geats oh. uh, Mark three in black, and that looks sick. Oh, neat. oh well, I was going to say, like, the, the Geats helmet changes to black, too, because just, like, it would add to the aesthetic. Because, like, I, I know, I, I get that, like, the Geats, the helmets aren't supposed to change, but, like, I that's... feel like if Tycoons can change with command form, why can't Geats' change? That's the... the form that should have the angry eyebrows that's on Mark nine. But I get why they didn't do it. Um, I know. Anyways, I will I will post this link. This is a, this is a silly YouTube poop. Dark Knight Rises. Uh, just be be wary. It is YouTube poop, so it will be loud. So just loud don't and stupid. Watch your headphones <laughs> and keep it keep the volume low. But it's it is fucking hilarious. Okay. Where's Bang? Okay. All right. It's a source of eggs. Before I go, I just want to say, leave one thing. Which Toku characters does this does this mean? remind you of i've seen the ff14 memes with this oh you're not saying saying for king oger emily oh i'm a freaking idiot oh my god we didn't do king oger oh my god i'm say the thing uh oh oh go (laughs) (laughs) wow i love this episode (laughs) This so, is a good Himeno episode, I gotta say. She's just she's so angry. Well, yeah, she thought she found the man who killed her parents. Yeah, that's and why. That's why you guys were talking about Batman. And then turns out, turns out he was just napping. <laughs> okay, so like Jeremy is a moron because he's still on his fucking koi shtick, or it's like, did you kill my parents? Oh, you should read between the lines. And then the episode. <laughs> It ended up being, it turns out that I was the one who did not read between the lines. Yeah, I know. Like, exactly. Like, okay, you're, you're gonna, you're gonna die if you're not careful here this time. Um, like the whole time, like she's like asking if she, if he did and he's not giving her a straight answer. I'm like, it's a simple yes or no, Jeremy. Did you, did you commit regicide or not? Like. Did I kill your parents? You'll have to read between the lines. Ooh. I'm like, bro. I the- love, I love though that she immediately like turns over to Rita and just goes, okay, did she, she put no, no, on no. trial for this? Before that, like, yeah. before that, the first part of this episode is her just absolutely shit 
taking him. Just fucking... We had a one single ranger defeat a sixth ranger with less than five episodes since his debut. This is absolutely unheard of. That's, I mean, how, that's how mad she got. Because, she, I mean... She was pissed off with righteous fury. It was... It was watching her fight was awesome this whole episode. Like, my, Jan was yeah, still my boy, but holy fuck, Himeno. Yeah, no, she's Queen's Wrath. Don't she just shit kicked him, and it wasn't even close. I really like Jeremy, but in this whole episode, he was giving me second hand, like, no, dude, please. please <laughs> no, bro, that's cringe. The best. <laughs> the best was when like he disappears and like he ends up going to arena's kingdom and it just finds him in the snow and it's yeah. like what the fuck you doing down here and he's just like i just want to work quiet to go he, he gets away from himeno and where he chooses to go is to d just dunk his face in the snow and go con i just wanted a quiet place but he also said that like at one point he fell asleep in the snow for an entire year well, well, we'll talk about that in a second. That that's that's not what he did there. That was talking about what he did during the time when the wrath of God happened. Yeah, I know, but just the fact that apparently he goes there to be a quiet place for that to be his quiet place, and he also sometimes stays there for an entire year. Well, what he was talking well, he was about just, is he, he was just saying that like sometimes he ends up sleeping, yeah, and he realizes, oh shit, a year went by. Whoops. He, man who yeah. is two thousand years old literally will just hibernate for a whole ass year. Yeah, I I don't know if this was the suburbs doing this, but it was clever. He basically like quoted bison from the street fighter movie, just being like, oh yeah, what happened to you fifteen years ago? That's like Tuesday to me. And I'm like. I think that was the suburbs. <laughs> yeah, okay. I mean, that's a good line by Bison in the Street Fighter movie, so... Um, I liked when cool. Sebastian and quote-unquote Sebastian show up and try to stop Humano from murdering Jeremy. I, I thought it was Gira at first. I was like, oh... I was Gira saying to Cell when he was overwatching that it would have been extra funny if, like, Gira, still in the Sebastian costume, also shows up and there's just three of them. Too many Sebastians. It takes a lot to. <laughs> the Sebastian Sentai. Sebastian Sentai Butler Ranger. Butler Ranger. <laughs> That's good. Um, but yeah, so uh, Gero Jimu helps Jeremy get away, and then we meet the monster of the week this one this week who actually had such an interesting design. You could have told me he was a new general, and I would have believed you. No, he he had like kind of like a ranger design. It was fucking awesome. Apparently, apparently it's based off a water skimmer or like like a water bug. Oh, I can see it. That's why the, those rings are like puddles and like ripples. He looks like he belongs in Shinkenger, honestly. It looks like some sort of Shinkenger monster, or even like some like armored ranger suit of some sort. It's a really yeah, good design. Still, it seems like the kind of thing that um that um. Savan would like make into a ranger. Yeah. Apparently his name is Amen Jim because it's based on Amenbo, the Japanese word for the bug that he is. Okay. Oh, cool. And his gimmick is even though he clearly sounds and acts like an old man, he considers himself young or at least just acts that way. A water strider, that's the name of it. Yes, thank you. Um yeah. So 
one plot point that was briefly mentioned a couple of times but not really dwelled on is the fact that apparently it wasn't just Ishibana that was affected by the Wrath of God incident. Apparently oh. all of them were affected by it, which makes us think that it wasn't just Himeno who was forced to take on the throne at a young age. So now, like, all of oh, them had to become kings while they were still children? Yeah. Well, I think for Kagaragi's sake, he'd be, he would have been like a teenager. So maybe, but now I'm wondering how this relates to Shugadam. Like, oh, yeah. what happened? Maybe it does this tie into why Gira was removed from the th the like the palace? You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Good question. Very good I will question. say, for a time, I did think it was Jeremy who was the perpetrator. Because, not only just because he had the same style shoe god, but if you look closely when he's holding the needle, he has that same glove that Jeremy had on his beast hand. Hmm. So I was kind of on under the impression that it was him, but in this episode we find out that no, he was hibernating in a circus jail cell that year. Yeah, it was like it was like the, the living corpse or something. The it's unrotting like corpse. In the unrotting corpse, that was it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, Jeremy gets taken back to Gokan for another trial by Rita, and it turns out that because Jeremy was asleep that year, he had no idea what this Wrath of God event even was, and that's why he was acting like a jackass, but uh, then he got, like, weirdly sad and apologetic once he knew what was happening. And that's when he was like, it turns out I was the one who didn't read between the lines. Which is correct, because if you see Jimeno's angry at you, there's probably a good reason! Should have yeah. just been, like, for once, do things, say things straight. Jer I feel like this is going to be an ongoing thing. He's going to have one of these, like, confusion situations with each of them. And then by the <laughs> end of the show, maybe he'll get over being such an indirect weirdo. <laughs> maybe. Just oh, I love, I love that, Kaguya. Thank you. Oh, nice. That's badass. Uh, yeah. And of course, while, during this conversation between Rita and Jeremy, he mentions the Mofun anime. And of course, that gets Rita excited. And we learn, yeah. we learn that the Mofun anime was created specifically by the people of Ishibana to cheer up Himeno after her parents had died. I mean, there you go. <laughs> That's kind of adorable. Which is now, which is weird that like Himeno's not like a huge Mofun fan. No, no, she no, she meant she did mention it a couple episodes ago when they were planning on how to revive Gira from the coffin. Oh, okay. She was talking to Ria and she's like, "Do you know that show? Here's what happened on last episode." And she was like, "No spoilers!" and ran away. Oh yeah, that's right. That's so, right. Yeah, Himeno knows it. Of course, she knows it. Um, so, so Yanma hacks Ishibana's TV channels to put out the call for kidnap for arresting Jeremy, and then we see the girl from episode three again, and I don't think we know what her name is yet. And for some reason, she knows to go exactly to the spot in the forest where everyone is, happens to see Jeremy on his way back from the trial. Grabs him by the collar, runs five feet over to Himeno and goes, I got him! 
<laughs> I can't believe she got away with that. Oh, it was super funny. Uh, yeah, and that's when they explained that Jeremy was napping. Uh, and then Amen Jim shows up and we get another Zord fight featuring Tarantula and the three deities. And during this fight, they start pouring out something that has been kind of in the back of my head this whole time. The positioning and purpose of the Shoe God souls. Before now, they've only really focused on showing us the souls of the three deities, which have been outside of the Zords. But they show that when they are piloting the Zords, the Shoe God souls are attached between the eyes on the upper part, the head part of the exoskeleton that they pilot the Zords with. And so once I realized that and was conscious of it, I went back to look at footage of them piloting their own Shoe Gods. Everyone else has their Shoe God soul in that spot except for Kuwagata. Oh yeah. So the theory that I'm operating under is I think the Shoe God soul is inside Gira, and I think that's why he has the ability to communicate with the Shoe Gods. That makes a hundred percent fucking sense. Makes a lot of sense. I well, wonder and how that if that is not it, I will be generally surprised. Why the soul is inside him is anybody's guess at this point. It could be related to why Gira was removed from the palace. It probably is, but based on the information I've got so far, this is what I've pieced together. Yeah. No, it sounds good. Very solid. Yeah. Good theory. Thank you. Um, so then Jimeno goes up to the little girl and she's like, oh, you, what, what's your wish? And she's like, oh, I don't really have one. I, I just want you to keep this kingdom beautiful. And she's like, okay, I'll, I'll protect this country and keep it beautiful. Yeah. Also, just real she quick, the, the fight with Amenjim between Tarantula was so cool. Him, like, dashing out along the water and then yeah. Tarantula just blasts him and then slashes him to finish him. Gira called him Taranchino, and all I could think about was Dunkachino. Taranchino. And then, yeah. uh, like, Jimeno was just like, he's like, oh, you're controlling them! And he's like, no, they're his friends! Blah, blah. Yeah, that was interesting. So, like, Gira, Jimeno, or earlier in the episode, Jimeno orders Gira to look for the deities, and he refuses because he's like, they look like they're friends, so I want them to stay together. And that's adorable. And then when the when the Zord fight happens, they try to pilot the deities, but they can't because Jeremy is stopping them. Because we have to keep in mind that Jeremy's purpose as a character is to try to stop the battle between humans and Bugnarok. But then yeah. one one word from Himeno and Jeremy goes, "Okay, forget what I said. Let's kill him." Good. Weird. Good to know Jeremy is not only flippant, indirect, but also inconsistent. Yeah, he's in. He's an interesting sixth ranger for sure. I'm he, he, he wears it well. He wears them all well, in my opinion. Maybe I'm just forgiving, being too um too lax towards him because I like him. But you're free to like him as much as you want. But he's starting to lose me. I, I, he needs to have his character arc soon. Right now, we're in, we're we're in the section of the show where he's having his episode with each of the rangers. Last week was his episode with Yanma. Before that was the one with Gira in the coffin. Uh, this yep. week was the Himeno one, and it looks like next week will be his episode with Kagaragi. 
where we are also meeting his sister Susan A, who we got to see for the first time this week. Hey, it's not his twin brother. Won't damn. Would have been so funny. <laughs> Missed opportunity. Maybe, what? Maybe like they'll tell them about his sister or something like that, and then Gero will just like imagine it's like, oh, I was imagining like he, looked, <laughs> he would look just like you, and then oh we just God. see him. If it's a, if it's like a like an imagined thing, I yeah, don't know, I Gira imagines Suzune as if it was played by the twin brother. Ooh. That seems like something they do. That that would be like the best thing in this show. Period. Nothing would top it. Oh man, that's that would be so good. Fucking do it, please. And uh, also in the preview for next episode, it looks like Raculees and Deathnarok are going to have some sort of conversation. Are we finally going to reveal that they've been working together all along, like we theorized? Oh, probably. Uh, just more, more Raculees, please. It was Raculees all along. Yeah. Raculees, please. Uh, and then we also will get the debut of Tarantula Knight. Which looks dope. Yeah. Agathos. There's, yep. there's the edit I did. <laughs> so good. So fucking good. They need to do it. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Any other closing thoughts for King Oger? Um, this this show just still continues to fucking be on point and amazing. Still no stock henshin, but I will say the henshins they did with Jimeno and Jeremy at the early part of this episode were framed in such a way that I could maybe throw something together with them. But I'm not going to do that because I got a second copyright strike from the Kuwagata one, so I'm not doing that shit anymore. Oh. I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, like I said, at least we now know they've seen it, so. Yep. All right. Well, before we move on to our feature topic, I assume Emily will be dipping out. I will, but thank you very much for everything. Yeah. Always, Emily. Take care, guys. Uh, watch, watch the new Clone High. I will. Okay. Bye. Take All care. Right. All right. Bye bye. All right, and back to Geats. The Punk Jack Special, aka How the Hot Dog Is Made. So, okay. I know you've said that you've had some problems with it and it kind of like defeats the 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 magic of what the DGP is, but I honestly really liked it. I liked it for the most part, but it absolutely took some of the like magical wonder out of the way the DGP works to find out that no, we just have a bunch of dudes running around uh cleaning up sites, wiping evidence packing drivers into boxes and putting memory erasing helmets on failed players yeah we've we've seen we've seen multiple times in the main show where memories will just at at an instant leave or come back but no we have to actually watch some dudes in dgp flat caps fucking put a memory erasing device on some dude's head come on guys this this is absolutely I, watching how the hot dogs get made, and I don't like it. No, but honestly, my favorite scene was seeing, like, 
just people in like a warehouse just like putting belts together and ID cores in boxes. And I was like, that's fucking sick. Ah, so the DGP is just Amazon. Yeah, it's it's the writer equivalent of Amazon. That's that's spot on. So yeah, the the whole point of this special is that it turns out that Wynn did not die when he was exploded by glare. He was just very badly injured and ended up in a hospital because I guess Niram saved him somehow. Yeah, because um. But uh, yeah, so like this is basically the origin of how Hallelujah Win became Con Rider Punk Jack and how he got in- involved in the story. I the only complaint I have, and I'm really fucking upset about it. And I know like they don't really show what happens with them later and stuff like that. I wish they would have shown like Giori uh, or whatever going just like okay, you're gonna help them out with this next like part of the the game. You cannot. Be yourself. Like you oh, have to be yeah, no. I was gonna mention. Like... I was gonna mention that eventually. The one thing they don't address is why Punk Jack is silent during his first appearance. That's the yeah. one that they just ended with. All right, your next mission is to kill Ukio Ace. All right, but they don't address the the segment of the DGP where he was again, there and silent. I think. I think it was just they didn't have an idea for his character yet, and then like they saw how much everyone loved him, and they're like, "Okay, here here's the character we got for him." So it's just a case of we're gonna ignore that part. Yeah, but but what's interesting is so we we open with like obviously what happened to him, but uh, and like the Ron comes up to him and like he has no memory of what the like who the fuck he is. He, so it's weird. He's explaining to him everything. Yeah, and like apologizing and, and, and for everything like, while like, he doesn't yeah, have his memories. Yeah, when it's just like, sorry, who are you? What the fuck are you talking about? It's like, well, if you go touch that core, you'll you'll know everything. He's like. Or you could just leave and live your life however you want. He's like, this has yeah, all the energy of a fucking mur- supernatural murder mystery game. I'm getting like Danganronpa vibes, where like an, a protagonist wakes up in a hospital as an amnesiac, and it's like, if you touch the belt, you'll get all your memories back and know what's happening. But you'll be in a life or death <laughs> battle, or you can just forget <laughs> everything and live a normal life. You want your memories back? Touch, go, touch, touch, it, touch, touch the, the belt. belt. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Let's see if I remember how so to then, do this. So then, of course, he does because it's it's fucking win. He literally goes, "Punk is life," and then just touches oh, the thing. Oh my god! Like he goes like, "Punk is and I'm just like, "Hell yeah!" So then we get to meet his band. Yeah, and we get uh, a snippet of Rollin' Rollin' Punk King, which is, as we've said repeatedly, a fucking slap ass banger song. It's a fucking banger. Like, and I like certain parts of the song. You just see like punk jack entry form, and I'm just like, and monster and I'm, beat form. So they spoil yeah, that he gets beat form before it even happens. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh, I, I want the figure to punk jack so badly just so I can have him in entry form because it's so. It's so and nice. then even though this song is so fucking awesome, we get like a tepid audience reaction, and I'm like, you fucking ingrates would know good music if it shoved itself up they your were, nose. No, but they were digging it. They were liking the song. Look at their they faces. They're bored. They were just applauding to be polite. And so, like one of the one of the the bandmates, he has like a he has like a pregnant wife or girlfriend or something like that. And so, Wynn decides so, to break uh, up the band. 
yeah, he decides to break up the band because he just like he's like, ah, it's just not going anywhere for us. This other band and... that started the same time as us is way further ahead. Damn you, Emperor Joe! <laughs> that was the fucking bad name. Um, and that's when yeah, he it's... falls into debt, and then the part that we know about kicks in where his grandpa gets him the job with the DGP, and uh, we get introduced to the the staff training missions that he does. Yeah, and then like one of them is like he has to like use the memory wiping machine off one of them, and he just feels so fucking bad about it. I love that one of them was just tasing Michi after Toru died. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just laughed like that. said such a fucking like serious dramatic scene, and then just that. <laughs> yeah, and uh, and yeah, the 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 quote unquote villain of this special is the captain of this guard squad. Uh, his name is Majima Iki, and he's played by Gosei Blue. Oh, you know what would have been sick? If it was those guys who beat the shit out of Michi's friend. No. beat him to death. We saw it was or, Kamen like, Riders. Or got him in the situation. Yeah, no, we saw it was actual Kamen Riders, including that elephant one. I really want to see the full helmet of. Yeah. Oh, I'd show Kelly that in an instant. Yeah. So... Uh, but yeah, so obviously this guy's like a fucking asshole, because... Well, he's not and, only just an asshole. He, at, through the special, we turn he turns out to be mutinous asshole. But we'll get to that. Yeah. Uh, first, we have the debut of Kamen Rider Bucci. Bucci. I don't know how it's supposed to be pronounced. I think, it, I think, I think yeah, I think it's Bucci. <laughs> but uh, it is a reskin of the also recently introduced Kamen Rider Groovy, except instead of a brown dog, it's a Dalmatian helmet. Yeah. And it turns out that Bucci is his former bandmate Hiroki who was just trying to get the band back together. And then he realized that he didn't want to risk his life over this and decided to run away. I have a kid <laughs> on the way! Fuck this! And they're like, no, you have to keep going through the game. But then we get what I, I think is really fucking awesome. So we get we get these, like, blank entry forms. The guard riders, I think they're called. And I like them, and I, I, I get they just repainted the fucking like mind helmets but i really wish they didn't have those fucking like stupid bulges on them yeah the, that, the, hel the helmets are solid black repaints of the glare hacking helmets and their their id cores they, are just black blank they don't even say entry when they put them in because they're not yeah. entries and it, it's just like i'm pulling a u with this ichi uh -huh. this would be my number one favorite fucking suit in geats if they didn't have that stupid bulge on their fucking head. <laughs> Understandable. Other than that, I fucking love this suit. I love this design. I love the blank fucking... I think, I think I'm pretty sure in the second ID core set that they're coming out with, you can get a black core. So, I think. I don't, I don't think... Oh, no, no, okay, no, 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 no. I, I would have remembered I that. Mean, it, wouldn't be hard to, it wouldn't be hard to get a black core anyways, You can just get a so. black blank one off of Etsy or whatever. <laughs> I mean, I could just take my Geats, my Gracier core, and take off the sticker and bam. But it won't core. be accurate because it still says entry when you put it in the belt. Yeah. Maybe you could you maybe yeah. you could ask the Etsy creator to make one that like is sculpt is molded in such a way where it doesn't trigger the sound in the belt when you put it in. Oh, but it still does like the the sound. It just doesn't say entry. <laughs> I don't know if that's even coded into the belt. Mm. So. Well, anyways, these suits are fucking cool. Yeah. So. so we find out a little bit more about the way that this uh, desire 
ideal wish energy works in terms of taking it from the losers and fueling it to the goddess. In this special, yeah. they refer to it as a spark or gira gira, which is the onomatopoeia for spark. And yeah. apparently the way this whole thing works is their spark, their desire, their ideal is saved in their ID core. So when the rider is retired, the spark is taken from them, which is why they no longer have that ideal. And then that energy is fueled into the creation goddess for them to use to grant the wishes of the winner. So, yep. yeah, that's interesting. So um, we then come to the plot of this flashback where Iki with a bunch of ID cores that he smuggled out of the factory, I guess, is assembling these other guards and tries to get Win in on it that he's trying to rise up with a mutiny. They don't want to be just flunkies for Girori. They want to get their ideals. And apparently <laughs> his big master plan was literally just to walk up to Girori, hand him the box and demand that he do it. And I love his <laughs> wish on his desire card is a world where I rule. So this dumb <laughs> motherfucker thought he was going to walk up to Girori and Girori would just <laughs> willingly make him ruler of the planet. <laughs> no, buddy. I'm, I'm sorry. You didn't really think this <laughs> one out, buddy. <laughs> oh, also what was really sad was like Wynn goes to visit his friend and like he's like, oh, I, I realized like you were so passionate about the band. I want to bring the band like to success. And he's like, oh, no, nah, I don't care about that shit anymore. Yeah, because he withdrew from the DGP. They took his desire from him. And then he and then he like realize he makes like a realization where he's just like, are you happier not knowing you're you were like wanting to continue the band or you're happier not like that's knowing? An, and the, that's actually an interesting like moral debate because I don't think it's there's a very clear answer. He could be happy either way. He could be happy one or one of the two ways, but they don't really it's, answer okay, it any further. Okay. Would Ginpen be happy knowing his son's die or not knowing his son's die? Yeah, that's the thing. Like, we never really went back and addressed Ginpen. Like, he, well, here's the thing though he died, he wasn't retired. So no. he was straight up dead. And it, it's not a case where he went back and no longer had the desire for his son to be alive. He was just straight up dead. Yeah, but it's still fucked up to think, like, if he retired, he would not, like, his wife would be like, don't you want to cure our son? Eh, he's a lost cause. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We'll get a new son. We'll make a better one. We'll get an older, fatter, balder son. We'll make a newer, less sick son. Yeah, we'll adopt. We'll adopt. <laughs> we'll get that baby face. <laughs> yeah. Um... So, so, Girori looks over when he's like okay i need you to kick these guys asses for me here you're gonna be that, a rider he's it's like, so okay. it's so fucking funny that instead of henching into glare immediately and dominating their asses which he does eventually do later his first yes. reaction is to cower behind the desk in the lobby and pull out the punk jack core and desire driver that he apparently prepared in advance and yeet it over to win because he was the one who didn't immediately well, mutiny against him well when already had his belt he gave him the core of the beat buckle but the best the funniest shit was he like pensions into into punk jack and then like the the main guy the main like asshole guard is just like 
You fucking traitor. And he's like, what? No, you're the traitor. You're the traitor, <laughs> asshole. Fuck you. And proceeds to kick his fucking shit in. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then later, like, they try to confront him again, like, Griori again, and he turns into fucking glare, and he just goes, okay, well, if you guys aren't going to listen to me, I'll make you fucking listen And then to he, me just, and he just, just hacks them. them. It just hacks them, and I'm just like... You could have done that like, the whole time! Like, I didn't give a shit about Glare too much, but this is probably the most badass thing he did. <laughs> Man knows how to quell a mutiny. He really does. Just, okay, I'll, I'll make you listen to me. <laughs> yeah. So now I'm thinking, I'm thinking two, one of those guys was probably, like, two of the minion riders that he, like, had seek, like, he, like when they were doing, like, the fox and hound I wanted, I wanted to think that, but as we've seen from the recently announced core set, those two hound riders actually did have rider cores. They weren't guard riders. No, but that's what I'm saying. He gave them rider cores, and then just, like, to give them, like, a bit more power, and then just, like... Uh, maybe... It's possible. Like we 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 really we know they can fashion cores for people at any time they want. So. Yeah, I won't say it's impossible. It's definitely a possible theory. Yeah. Um, um. So then, yeah, and then when just you know he's like, okay, you're gonna help me take Eats down. He's like, okay. And and as we said before, they just don't address that one time he was there completely quiet. And he slapped Mary, and it was funny. <laughs> I, I so love I love finding out that was fucking Adam. just the suit actor ad libbed. Yeah. Yep. Um, but, but uh, yeah, so that we, was the we, Punk Jack special. We, we cut back from the flashback to the hospital bed, and Wind steps up to fight, but no longer no longer the pawn of the DGP. He fights for what he wants to fight for. Yeah, and he goes Punk Yeah, I was like hell yeah. So yeah, that was the Punk Jack special. I enjoyed it. I thought it was really good. I'm glad we got more Hallelujah win because he is a fucking amazing character. I enjoyed it for the most part, but as I said, taking a little bit of the magic out of the back backside of the DGP was I, a little disheartening. I would love to see him and Laser team up in like a Tyson film. Yeah. Fucking sick. Just have, have Punk Jack ride on Laser. <laughs> Just like with like monster beat or something. The, cross, the crossover of the two stupid goofballs who died and came back, sort of. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's basically it. Like Punk Jack is the laser of this fucking series. Yeah, we talked about this before, where this is just how Yuya Takahashi operates. He did it with laser, he did it with Jin, and he did it with Punk Jack. He did do it with Jin. Holy fuck. <laughs> yeah, Jin was cool though. But yes, very cool. Enjoyed it. Hope to see more we, punk we need more of these. We, so I, I found out that like um, apparently like someone I follow on Twitter is the number one Nudge Sparrow fan. I saw so, like, that. What the fuck? Loves. Hey, you know what? They edited the fucking. They edited the monster buckle <laughs> box so that it was Sparrow yeah, instead that. of Punk Jack. Oh, it's great! I, I, I love, I love. Not that. even convincingly so. Someone... The fucking helmet was sticking out the top of the box. I love, I love that someone. There's someone out there who loves Sparrow, and I like to think out there somewhere there's a there's a number one Common Rider letter fan. Just one, just one letter fan. It's you, isn't it? It's, it's no, it's the actor. <laughs> <laughs> the only one who likes letter is the actor who played her. Oh, poor letter. All right. Well, that is Cast Ranger. 
Thanks for informing no, me. No, don't, don't, don't do that's me. No, she's a very sweet person. I've talked to her before. She's very nice. She's uh, she knows my buddy Reggie. So, all right. Well, before we close everything off, I want to thank our currently active patrons. Of course, that includes yeah. our good buddy Blaze, Mister Armorhide, Sentai VT, and Mike Harper. Thank you for helping fund what we do. Thank you for loving us. Yeah. Jikai Radio Sentai Cast Ranger. Uh, recently subbed and very interesting from what I've watched. Uh, next week we'll be talking about the second episode of the Raculees specials. Yes. More yeah. Raculees, please. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I will say, Raculees does some smart shit. Good, as he should. He's very awesome. I will never, I will never not shut up about how awesome he is because he's awesome. Yeah. Well, not awesome enough for his ranger to get added to the opening. Do we, do we, do we see him be Okuagata Ojir in this? No, but we see King Ojir Zero. <gasps> okay, that's fine. All right. We well, thank you, everyone, for listening, watching, liking, favoriting, sharing, subscribing, hitting the bell, and being awesome. As yeah, always, I promise you. I promise you. Next week, when I'm uh, for next week's episode, I will be at full health. So. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Gar's going to be away for a couple of weeks, but he should be back at the end of the month. Hopefully, Paul will be back next week. Uh, oh my God! We have to get like when we talk more about uh, freaking. What the fuck's it called? The high school thing. High school heroes. Yeah, we have to have fucking Paul watch an episode of High School Heroes. He will fucking eat that shit up. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you all once again. As always, the primary source of our hijinks is castranger.podbean.com. From there, you can find our Facebook, Twitter, Patreon, Discord server, merch store, all of our cool shit. Yeah. And remember, stay punk, Jack. Yes, punk is life, guys. <laughs>